This morning's reading is John 14, uh, verses 1 to 11. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place that I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe in me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. This is the word of the Lord. Shall we pray together? Lord Jesus, you are indeed the way, the truth and the life. And we ask so much that you would reveal yourself to us this morning as we reflect on these words. That you would become the true focus of our lives. And that you would transform the way that we live and speak and act through the Spirit's power we ask this and in your name for your glory. Amen. Well, it's uh, good to uh, be with you this morning. It's good for us to gather. I'm Sarah Jones, if we haven't uh, met. Is that sounding okay? Is that loud enough? Yes, thank you so much. Um, So um, I'm married to Nick and uh, Nick is a keen skier and a snowboarder. In fact, He is keen about anything, really, that just involves snow. And we were staying in the Lake District, uh, this is a couple of years back, and uh, we'd been chatting to the the person who owned the place where we were staying. And the owner told us that there was a Lake District ski club. And it was based on the top of the fell, hillock, whatever you want to, I think they're mountains, but I think they're called fells, called Ray's. And he told us at the top of this fell was a chalet hut. There was powder snow, there was a ski toe, and he would take us there the very next day. Whoopee! So the very next day, we found ourselves climbing up the hillside with the children in tow. There was no map. So we had to trust him completely. And he led us past old, abandoned mine workings. He led us past boggy marshes. And this went on for about an hour or two. And I was starting to think, did this place actually exist? There was no snow. We were carrying skis and snowboards. There was no snow anywhere. As if hearing our doubts, well, my doubts, he explained that he was one of the original team who had built the hut and dug the slope. So he really did know the way. And then, 
all of a sudden we came round into a new valley. And there was deep snow. There was a chalet-style hut. It was another world. It was paradise for the skier. There was going to be warmth and rest for the children. There was going to be a cup of tea for me. And we hadn't known where we were going. But he had. We had to put our complete trust in him. We had to. Because only he knew the way. Now in our reading today, Jesus tells Thomas, I am the way, the truth and the life. And it comes in the context of Jesus' Jesus' final teaching of his disciples before his rest. It's often called the farewell discourses. And the disciples are really deeply troubled. Jesus has told them that he's going to be leaving them soon. He's spoken how one of them is going to betray him. He's even said how Peter, Peter, is going to deny him. And then he talks about his father's house having many rooms, rooms for them, and that they know the way to get there. And Thomas, and we must always be grateful to Thomas, Thomas was ever practical and really honest. And he says, Lord, we really don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answers him these words that we've heard. I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It is, of course, one of the most well-known sayings of Jesus. One of Jesus' I am sayings. And as Joe spoke at the beginning, it, it is if we are a little bit, if we're honest. It's something we're a bit embarrassed about. It seems so exclusive, so arrogant in our pluralistic society. What about other religions? Is Jesus the only way to God? Can we, can we even say that today? And, and so we kind of put it to one side. Perhaps we even reject it. Oh, yes, Jesus is the good shepherd. Yes, definitely bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Let's just put that down here. And certainly, in the past, these words have been banded around arrogantly by the church worldwide. A church which has not listened nor respected the views of others and has trampled on their insights and not been gracious. Just think of the empire. And we have made... The church has made these words about power, about control, about superiority, rather than about the self-sacrificial love and self-denial that they testify to. You see, these words of Jesus are the most beautiful words we will ever hear in our lives. And they are words that our world, our community, longs, needs to hear. They long in this post-truth, confusing, troubling time that we live in. These words are gold, nectar. Steve Rudman um, shared with me the 230 questions that were asked during Southbutt's big questions in May 2017. And there were huge questions. I went through the list. 
questions like, what happens when we die? Why are we here? What are you like, God? Can things ever get better? It is so important that we understand and love again these words of Jesus for the sake of others and ourselves. For they are the source of all joy and all hope. They provide the answer to what we each long for most in life. We long, don't we, for wholeness. We long to be loved and known. We long to have freedom, freedom from our sins, freedom from guilt, to know that we're secure in the future, that we don't need to be afraid of death, to know, we, to know where we're going, what life here is all for. Jesus' claim to be the way, the truth, and the life is not arrogant. It's not arrogant when we know who he is and why he alone can make those claims. John is clear in his gospel. Jesus is God. God the Son. It's the whole purpose of his gospel to reveal that truth. Everything that we read in John's gospel needs to be read in the light of the prologue at the very beginning, John chapter 1. It's when uh, Joe talked earlier about the, the contact lens, you said, that how we read. So how we read John's gospel, we have to read it through chapter 1. And chapter 1 says this, as you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Those words we hold as we see, as we read everything else about Jesus. Only if Jesus is God can he be the way, the truth and the life. So, how is Jesus the way? Well, firstly, he is the way to God. Philip says to Jesus, to ask him to show him the Father. And Jesus is ever patient with Philip. He says, don't you know, (laughs) I've been with you for quite a long time. Anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. What is God like? That was one of the questions that was asked by quite a few people in that survey. What is God like? Look at Jesus. Jesus who wept. Jesus who washed smelly feet. Who touched untouchables. Who spoke and listened with gentleness and respect to women in the days when men and religious leaders didn't even do that. Who spoke and touched outcasts who gave his life that is God that is what God is like no other religion claims this God remains distant mystical truly unknowable every other religion only Jesus reveals a God who so desperately longs to be known by us that he came to live among us as a man. More than that, only Jesus as God can be the way to God, 
a way to know him, to be with him forever. You know, in the Lake District, if we had just been given a list of instructions on how to find the ski club, we'd have got totally lost. Worse still, we could have probably fallen down a mine. Instead, our new friend took us there himself. He went literally with us. He was the only, he was the way. He was the only way we were going to get to this amazing paradise, in Nick's eyes at least, paradise for skiing. And so we followed him completely. And in the same way, Jesus is the way to God. For the Jews in Jesus' time, the place where they met with God was in the temple. And that was the place of his presence in the Holy of Holies, where through sacrifices offered, sins were atoned for, where the division between God and humanity was overcome. And John explains that Jesus is the temple. He is where we meet with God. His body is the temple. He's described as the lamb who was slain. Jesus is the way to God exclusively because he's God and because in him and through him, that division between humanity and God is done away with forever, permanently. Heaven and earth meet together in him. And incredibly, he offers us the option, which we can reject, but he offers us the option of having the same relationship he has with God. And so as God is his father, God becomes our father. And the love of the Holy Spirit, which holds them united, is opened and extended to include us, each one of us too. We share the status that Jesus has. Not through anything that we've done, because honestly that would not be enough. But because when we become his followers, our lives just become entwined with his life. So firstly, Jesus is the way to God because he's God. And secondly, and finally, Jesus is the way to live. You know, on our climb up to the Lake District Ski Club, it would have been really ridiculous if part of the way I had said, well, I think it would be better to go this way. I like the look of that way. It looks a little bit easier. I think I'm going to be a lot happier this way. I had no map. I had no knowledge of where I was going. What sense would there be in ignoring my guide who knew the way because he'd been there before lots of times. There would be no sense. In fact, it would have been really dangerous. That's not to say I didn't actually think that because I really did think that. (laughs) That's my character. But it wasn't the right thing to do when I didn't do it. I stopped that little voice. And yet that is what we do, don't we? All the time. All the time in life. That's what we say. This is the way, says God, how to live. Set out scripture. This is how how to live. This is the way you're going to become more yourself, more free, more complete, more at peace, and have life in abundance. And we say, oh no, it's okay. I think I know better. It's my life. I'm going to do it my way. Because obviously, 
I've lived it. No, I haven't. Why do we do that again and again? Even when we have given our lives to Jesus, we do it. Jesus shows us the way to live. He shows us the perfect way to live because he has lived our human life in a God-shaped way. He never said to his disciples, do what I say, not what I do. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever said that as a mum? He never says that, doesn't. In fact, he says the opposite, doesn't he? In the previous chapter, after Jesus has washed their feet, he says, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. In fact, he says to Philip in verse 11, if you don't believe what I say, believe it on what I have done. But of course, the Jesus way to live does involve the cross. It will mean self-denial. To love like Jesus loved inclusively, indiscriminately, universally, it's not easy. It's disruptive, it's costly, and it takes us out of our comfort zones. That's why we don't want to do it. But if he is the truth and the life, then his way is the best. And as he promised his disciples and us too, We have the Spirit's help to remind us of his way and the promise that he will always be with us as we continue walking life's journey with him, not on our own, with him.